Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him today. Live on the radio online at letstalkfaith.com on iHeartRadio. Tune in so many different places and our Red Nation Rising audience that gets uh, rebroadcast later on today. Thanks so much for tuning in. We're just hoping and praying that when, as we pray before every show, that something we say today will cause you to dig deeper into your faith and what you're learning on Sunday and applying it to your Monday through Friday. So the question is, here, here's a question just to think about. Does Jesus care? Was it evident by his life on earth, by his actions? Was, was it evident by his words or his actions or both? Did he touch those who were hurting? Did he reach out to those who are hiding in the shadows? Obviously, the answers to all of these questions is yes. But does your life, does my life reflect the same care and compassion to the lost and the hurting? I will tell you that my life does not reflect that near enough. Do you want to know how you can change your life to be more like Jesus? Today, I'm going to invite you to get involved in a ministry that is focusing right now on cities across America, including Tampa Bay, to bring the message of Jesus cares right to our doorstep, to get people to understand that in their deepest, darkest hours, Jesus cares. We got in studio with us today, Sean Dunn. He's the president of JesusCares.com and so many other organizations. Sean Dunn, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thanks, Jim. Really looking forward to spending this hour with you. You know, I'm humbled that you had time. You were going to be in Tampa Bay. Hey, Jim, you got any time in studio? Can we do a show together? Absolutely, because it's so much fun and it moves fast. And I am passionate about what you're doing in Tampa Bay. And we got a lot of listeners all across the country. And what JesusCares.com is doing is not just in Tampa Bay. It's spread out across the country. But I'm excited because in Tampa Bay, we desperately need Jesus. We are a big area with four and a half to five million people in Tampa Bay. And so many people, 80 plus percent of the people will never, ever darken the doorsteps of a church. So I'm excited that you're bringing that message to the media here in Tampa Bay. But before we talk about JesusCares.com, here's my question for you. It's a new year. How do you want the Lord? How would you like to see the Lord mold your life How would you like to see him move in your life, mold you to become more like Jesus in 2017? You know, every year I seem to go through this journey of, I I just want to trust him more. 
I don't want to be the obstacle. God wants to bless. He wants to release uh, his anointing through us as believers, no matter where we are, not just on platforms, not just when we're holding a microphone, but every opportunity. And I want to be faithful, meaning I just want to hear his voice. I want to respond to his nudges. When when somebody walks past me that just needs an encouragement or, or you know, I, I'm supposed to pray a prayer that seems uh, it's just a prayer, but yet I mean, God. Scripture says in, in the Amplified Version that it releases great power, dynamic at its working. That when when we pray a fervent, effective, effectual prayer, that it releases great power, dynamic at its working. And I think sometimes I, as a believer, I forget that. I, I I take it for granted that God has put inside of me this desire and this ability to connect with Him in a way that transforms things that He cares about. And I just want to partner with Him more. Those are great words because I, I mean. Partnering with the Lord, going, that's why I, I pray almost every day. Lord, give me eyes to see where you're working so I can go and come alongside you yeah. instead of doing my own thing. So easy to get involved in our own thing. Now, this is an effort I heard about, I don't know, Sean, how many months ago was it the first time you were in studio? Was it like six months ago? Six, seven months ago, probably. All right. And and our very good friend, Tim Paskert, enjoyed it, introduced us. Uh, Tim Paskert from Mark 829 Films uh, and so many great efforts did the glass window. He said, Jim, you got to meet this guy. I'm like, okay, well, if Mark, if Tim Paskert says do it, then I got to do it. So he introduced him like, wait a minute, this is so powerful. Just talk about the message of Jesus Cares. What are you trying to accomplish here in Tampa Bay? Yeah. Well, you know, the analogy to explain, it's not just the message, but it's who we're communicating it to and how we're getting it across. Perfect. Well, tell you us know, all, I, all those well, answers. Well, I mean, picture in a couple of weeks, we got a Super Bowl coming up. Whether you like the teams in or not, there's going to be a Super Bowl and there's going to be several different crowds, people who watch the football, run to the restroom or grab food during the commercials, people who talk and gab during the football and just watch the commercials and those people who want to see the halftime show. Picture this, 100,000 people crammed in a stadium. And there, the halftime has just come. Who, doesn't matter who's playing, who's who's ahead, who's losing. There are going to be some people on the edge of their seats because, yes, Lady Gaga is about to drop her stuff on the stage. She's going to come out. What's she going to do? What's she going to wear? What's she going to sing? Can you imagine having the opportunity to take 30 seconds right before Lady Gaga jumps on stage, just 30 seconds, you get the microphone and you get to look at those 100,000 people and you get to say, hey, before Lady Gaga comes out, I just want you to know. And then you get 27 seconds to share just a quick message. And then you say, okay, Lady Gaga's on. That's what we do. We, we interrupt entertainment. People, those people are going to be hanging on the edge of their seats, not because they're looking for a spiritual opportunity, not because they're wanting encouragement. They're just going to want to be entertained. But that entertainment would give us, wouldn't that be an amazing opportunity to grab that microphone for 30 seconds? It would be amazing. I would love it. Uh, but all you need is $3 million. Right. Right. But that's not what you need when you do what we do. So what we do is we take this message that says, when life hurts, Jesus cares. When people leave, Jesus stays. When something in your life is not right, Jesus is always by your side and he wants to help. And we interrupt entertainment. They're gathering on the radio stations, on the TV stations. They're gathering on the internet. And all they're doing is looking for entertainment. And we get to show up for 30 and 60 seconds at a time and just say, hey, before you're entertained, I just want you to know Jesus cares about you. And we've been playing some of your commercials on the show. Because I know I have people listening that are hurting as well. And I right. know that I have people listening who know people who are hurting. And 
and people listening all across the country to the archives on the podcast. We take out commercials, but that's why I want to make sure we did a show about this. We all were surrounded by people who are hurting. Right. We are surrounded by people who need to know that Jesus cares for them. There's a lot of people out there who have no idea, I mean, which is an amazing thing. When when you and our little kids, everybody pretty much knew about Jesus. Right. Today, that's not the case. No. People are like, really? Who's Jesus? I mean, they haven't been taught. They've got no perspective on the Bible. They get no perspective on Jesus. And they think that religion is for wackos. Yep. Uh, what are the people, wackos, guns and religion? What, what was it we were accused of? Uh, uh, well, I know we were, you know, whatever. People, <laughs> the politicians don't like us either. But people need to know that Jesus cares. Right. And so many of us miss that opportunity because we're so busy. Yep. This is a way, this is a mass media campaign. You're, you're hitting them on the radio. You're hitting them on TV. You're hitting them on billboards. Have you done billboards yet in Tampa Bay? Tampa, Tampa is so expensive because of all the uh, sporting events that you have here over the next three months. The inventory is is sold out, and the pricing on what is available is very high. So we're probably not going to do billboards here. It, it is. Well, and you don't have as many roads here as you have in other places either. I mean, you got you got a couple of major highways, but in other cities. Now, you've done a Jesus Cares campaign in how many other cities? Uh, about seven or eight, but we do nationally every month as well. Okay, so you're doing it nationally, but you're doing it in seven or eight cities. Uh, how many are going right now? I mean, how many? Two. two what's the other city going Spokane, on? Spokane, Washington. Spokane, Washington, which there's some amazing revival for God going on in the Northwest from Oregon to Spokane. I mean, I've seen it. I mean, I've talked to people. There's amazing ministry stuff going on there. So it's a perfect time. Right. I mean, I talked to a ministry a couple, time, a couple months ago on the show that bought a motel. And planted a church in a motel, and the church is running the motel and using it to reach the community and doing a church service in there and hiring people. And I mean, it just, it's amazing. That was in Oregon and going north. I mean, you keep hearing about cool stuff going on. So that's fantastic that you're reaching out in Spokane. Yeah. So, but Tampa Bay is a whole different, I don't know. That's not really, I guess it's different, but it's really not. Let me just tell you, the harvest is ripe here. I mean, we, 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 uh, the first 10 days of the campaign, we launched on January 2nd, the first 10 days of the campaign, we saw 91 people come to faith, profess faith. Last night alone, we had 13. So, I mean, people are responding to the message. They're reaching out. And, uh, you know, there's another segment. It's not just media interruption, but there's more. Ladies and gentlemen, in Tampa Bay. Yeah, this is not just a Tampa Bay conversation because, Sean, you've done JesusCares.com campaigns in what cities so far in the United States of America? L.A., Dallas, Denver, St. Louis. Say this a little slow. People are trying to listen here. L.A., (laughs) Dallas, Denver, St. Louis. St. Louis. Uh, we We did a soft launch in Chicago, testing messaging. Uh, as well as South Bend, Indiana, and Colorado Springs. Um, and it seems like there's San a Francisco, others. wasn't it? Were you in San Francisco? In the next two to three months, we'll okay. launch in San Francisco. All right. And, and Spokane, Washington, and then Tampa Bay. Right. Okay. And this is, you're reaching out to people in places where they're, I mean, you're reaching out to people that are hardly ever likely to ever go to church. I mean, you're reaching out to people right. on what kind of platforms? Well, uh, we, we use TV. Which, so but what channels M- on MTV, TV? Okay. Uh, MTV, VH1, Adult Swim, Comedy Central, uh, FX, uh, BET. I mean, there's just multiple stations that play to our audience. Uh, so Adult Swim? Uh, a, do you know what Adult Swim I is? Have, no, I don't have TV. Comedy, um, the Cartoon Network, yeah. for eight hours a night, yeah. does not go after a 12-year-old. It goes after a 22-year-old. Oh, so it's... <laughs> and it's called Adult Swim. Yeah, so it's a little you know, more uh, mature audience It's stuff. definitely racy. Got yeah. it. 
I had no idea. No, that, that's good. I, Netflix it's, is all I've got time for. Adult Swim is the number one watched programming in the middle of the night. That is hilarious. But the, but that's where we need to go. I mean, as a, as a body of Christ, you know, we can't advertise on Christian talk radio to right. reach people that aren't listening. To, I mean, you, you can't reach people who are hurting. Who right. are, they're not going there. They're going to the, as you said, MTV, VH1, BET, uh, Adult Swim. Uh, what were the other ones you did? Uh, FX. FX, okay. Um, that's Sci-Fi a, Channel, um, Oxygen. We we have some programming that goes specifically for a hurting female. Right. Um, so that's on TV, right. and you're and you're just popping in commercials trying to get people's attention. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then you're giving them. I mean, it always ends. Go ahead. But yeah, let, let's not forget that it's not just the media, but it's the invitation to have a conversation. So right. each commercial, well, just okay, ends, gives them tells them to call to go on to JesusCares.com. Right. right to chat with someone who understands so it's not just hey visit our website but it's we're waiting to to listen to you to encourage you to inspire you and it's through that uh chat platform that we see a lot of people give their life to christ and it is you know we've been playing those commercials and if if people are listening live they just got to hear one of your commercials ace do you have the ability to play a commercial if you could cue it up and then let me know when you're ready uh, to be able to play the commercial, because I want to be able to talk people through it, because some people that are listening to the podcast aren't getting to hear the commercials. Yeah. So you invite people to chat. You invite people to, to uh, uh, so which is where the millennial generation's at. People don't want to make a phone call. They're, they just, they want to text. Right. Right. So, I mean, how's this working? Uh, it's It's been great. I mean, just to kind of give you a little glimpse, in 2015, we averaged 97 conversations a day. In 2016, we averaged 267 a day. So, I mean, it's God's. it's been taken off. The first 10 months of 2016, we averaged 13 decisions for Christ a day. The last two months of the year, we averaged 27 a day. And in January so far, we're averaging 37. Okay. And these decisions for Christ, you're then connecting them up with somebody local to follow up with them. Well, with permission. 45% of them give us permission to connect them with the local church. So we are connecting 45, basically, that's our national average, 45% of the people who make a profession of faith with one of our coaches or online, they say, I would like a church to follow up with me. So we're plugging them into a church and asking that church to reach out to them and engage with them. And what are we doing with the other 55%? Um, we're, we're sending them the, the typical follow-up information, trying to get them into a discipleship uh, material, but they haven't given us permission to give away their contact right. info. Well, I, and I get that. All right, Ace has got one laid up for us, so we're going to play one so you can kind of talk people through after the commercial, okay? Okay. All right, go ahead, Ace. Hi. Hey, man. You're Joshua, right? Yeah. Okay. So tell me what's up, man. You still there? Yeah. I just... You just... Have you ever done something you really regret? Of course. I think everyone has. No. Not like that. Go on. Okay. I did something I promised myself I would never do. And now... Now I think it's too late for me. Joshua, and you need to know that no matter what you've done, there's still hope for you. Now if you're okay, I'd like to hear more of your story. Everyone carries regret. Maybe it's something you did, maybe it's something you didn't. But even in this moment, Jesus cares for you. Log on to JesusCares.com to chat live with someone who understands. JesusCares.com That's a powerful piece. Yeah. 
well, so many of us deal with regret. So what happens is they see those commercials, they hear those commercials, they're invited into this conversation. They log in and they're instantly connected with one of our volunteers. One of these people that we've trained, we've vetted, we hold accountable. And it's through this dialogue that it begins to open up. So that say, say that commercial was, was heard by a young man named Alberto. We had a, a salvation chat not that long ago. Alberto logged in because he was an alcoholic. And he grew up in church. And so rather than finding freedom in the Christian message, he found guilt and shame in the, creed message, in, in the Christian message. It's amazing to me how many people have grown up in church and they know rules and religion, but they do not know grace, mercy, and forgiveness. Right. So the coach, just like we heard, meets him and says, man, tell me what's going on. He said, I, I just can't. I, I, I think God's given up on me. And the coach says, Alberto, that's not the case. He loves you and walked him through Remember the prodigal son? Sure. Well, kind of. Well, hey, remember what happened when the prodigal, who totally was a, a waste, a, totally a loser, what happened when he chose to walk back towards the father? I, I don't remember. The father was waiting, and he threw his arms open, and he said, you're not a second-class citizen. You get everything that I am. You get your inheritance reinstored. You get all, all of these things. And Alberto just broke down and said, man, that's amazing. That's what I need. I need to be reconnected with Christ. And so that's what happened with Alberto. We see that every hour of every day people are giving their lives to Christ. And these volunteers, because I want to start telling people how they can get involved. Because people listen to this show. There may be some people that really need to check out and chat at JesusCares.com. There's some people that are trying just checking out Christianity, not really sure. And and I don't speak like typical preachers. And so they're like, there's something about what Jim talks about. When when he talks about Jesus, it's like he's real. And it's not attached to religion or rules or regulations. It's not about money, power, and control here. But for the most part, the audience is an audience trying to figure out, how do I connect my faith to everything I do? And so they're like, well, this is something I could do. I could chat. Yeah. Um, I could give money. Because this campaign, to play on the media, people need to understand, media is expensive. and But yet, with money, you can buy media anywhere. Isn't that true? Yep. Yeah, it's true. So, I mean, not only are you doing, you, you, we talked about some of the TV stations you're on, but you're also on radio, too. And what's some, what kind of stations, what, what typical platforms of stations are you playing those commercials on? Hip-hop, alternative, and country are the three that appeal most to our demographic, which is millennials. It just goes to prove, yes, people listening to country are lost. Oh, sorry. Don't get mad. Don't throw, the, don't throw things at the radio. I'm just kidding. I grew up in Minnesota. Polka was their version of country music. So in Minnesota, if you ever get to Minneapolis, you're going to have to do it on the polka stations because that's where you're going to find the lost people. It's just crickets. Ace, there's crickets everywhere. Do you hear the crickets? It's unbelievable. People, people are calling and complaining. All right, sorry. Get back to this. So you're on radio. In some cities, you can afford to do billboards. You're on television. What are some of the other ways you're reaching out to people? Social media right now is our is our best interactor. It actually drives the most most chat and most commitment to Christ. It's a quicker response mechanism than TV or radio is. So we're allocating more funds to that. And, and, you know, the amazing thing is, is our costs are so ridiculous. I mean, it does cost a lot of money to reach a lot of people, but the Lord is allowing us to reach a lot of people for a lot less than, than any other method I know. So like even last year, our everything bought in, meaning every salary, every fixed cost, we saw for every $2 and 77 cents, somebody visited the website. For every $9.75, somebody had a one-on-one -on -one conversation with, about Christ. Now, think about that. If, if Basically, that's not $9.75 to get somebody through the church door. That's $9.75 for 
a person to walk up to the front, look a pastor in the eye and say, hey, have a conversation. I'm hurting. I need yeah. to talk. And for every $141.18, somebody gave their life to Christ. Those are that those are amazing numbers, knowing that because we our, our overhead is so low, we can really go after this generation very aggressively. How often are people hearing your commercials, getting JesusCares.com in their head, JesusCares.com, 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 and a year later, are they reaching out? Um, you know, we have no way to measure that, to be honest. But based on the fact that we do seem to see uh, still some strong chat and website traffic in markets that we have moved away from, you know, six, eight, ten months later, um, we, some people still remember us and still come after us. And, and many people, amazingly, they stay in touch with their coach through email and they they become prayer partners and they become, hey, this is major going on in my life. I need some advice. And so a lot of the conversations, although some of them are just one and done, you have one conversation, hopefully introduce them to Christ. But there's several that, that last for years. Talk to me about how, oh, oh, okay, and in the second segment, we talked about some numbers here okay. in Tampa Bay, and and I missed, produced, I missed uh, announce some of the numbers. You said in the first 10 days in Tampa Bay, 91 people came to Christ. Yes. And these are 91 people that were never, ever going to darken the doorsteps of a church. Right. So we had we had 91 in the first 10 days. Okay. And what, what you see with media is you see a, a growth. You, mm-hmm. it's, it's the more frequency that they hear it, the more they respond. They say anywhere from three to seven times before they respond. So 91 in the first 10 days is great. Unfortunately, because of my travel schedule, I didn't look to see, we're, we're 16 days in, I didn't look to see what the last, I get daily reports, I just haven't added them up, but I do know that last night we had 13, so we averaged nine a day the first 10 days, and, and we're increasing, I'm guessing we're well over 150. All right, so, but people can, they can chat anytime, day or night. Right. So, how do you handle that? Because, you know, I, I know there's vo- nice volunteers that don't mind sleeping, and don't mind giving up sleeping, but most of the time people like to sleep. Right. So what do you do in the middle of the night here East Coast time when people are still wanting to check? Because when people are hurting, usually right. it is between 11 and 5 in the morning. I mean, right. People are hurting when they're, I mean, it's usually during the dark hours of the time. Yeah. Of Interna- the international coaches. So we leverage time zones. So we have intentionally recruited coaches in the UK, in Australia, in South America, I'm sorry, in South Africa, and English-speaking coaches that... But because it is all through text and instant message, it's not on the phone, you can't tell you've been outsourced. You can't hear accent. So we we basically, uh, we have a 24-hour team that's all driven by volunteers in, I think it's 17 or 18 countries. Unless they put a U in the wrong place. That, that you yes, and mum <laughs> instead of mom, is, it comes through. What's cool is that right here in Tampa Bay, we can all get involved. I mean, you've got a need for trained volunteers, so volunteers to be trained, but you also have a need for some dollars to be able to grow the media reach. All right, we're talking today with Sean Dunn from JesusCares.com. Sean, we got people tuning in, bottom of the half hour, just getting off work at at, at 3.30 here in Tampa Bay. Talk to us about what's JesusCares.com all about. JesusCares.com is an outreach. It's it's an interaction. It's an interruption with people that are just living an apotheistic life. They're just floating through life. They're not thinking about God. Wait a minute. Is that really a word, apotheistic? You know what? Thanks for asking. Um, USA Today, front page, two years ago, did an article on spirituality in our nation. They said there are monotheists who believe there's only one way to get to God, Christians. There's atheists who believe there is no God. Stop trying. And they said, but the majority of people in our nation are apatheists. They think, you know what? God doesn't really affect my life. I really don't need him, so I'm not going to think about him. That's our audience. We're not trying to talk a, a devout atheist 
onto our boat. We're going after those ones who are just floating in the river, hoping that life goes well and saying, hey, at times in your life, you know something's not right because God has been tugging on your heart your whole life. Let me just remind you that Jesus cares about you. And that's why as part of the I Work For Him Nation covenant, we tell people, start praying for the people they work with, look for ways to serve them. So you set yourself apart, look for ways to befriend them because a lot of people don't have good friends. But look for ways to pray with people when you notice they're having a rough day. Right. Because when people are having a rough day, and you could see it on their faces, they are open to hearing truth. Mm -hmm. And I have never, ever had anybody say, when I've asked them, hey, you look like you're having a rough day. What's going on? They tell me, and I say, hey, can I pray with you about that? Never, ever have I had anybody. doesn't matter what faith they are. I've never had anybody say no. Well, remember, it's their crisis that opens them up to a conversation about Christ. One of the greatest negatives towards us evangelizing is when everything is perfect in the world. But when chaos reigns, when they don't know where to go to to find happiness or joy or peace or hope, when the world is falling apart, they are very, very, very open to having that conversation about Christ. When the day, you know, let's see, 9-11 was, I can't remember what day of the week it was. Was that a Monday? I can't remember. Ace, you remember what day 9-11 was? What day of the week? I don't remember. Tuesday. It was a Tuesday? I okay. believe so. All right. So, but that weekend, what I do remember is that churches were packed across America. Right. They were they were going, hey, trying to understand it, trying to figure it out. What, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And, and and I told my kids, the unfortunate part, I told my kids, I said, man, if there's just one attack, we're going to lose this. We're going to lose this fervor for God bless America. We're going to lose this fervor for, for being pro-American and for fighting this battle. And not that I wanted another attack, but if they'd have come at us twice we'd have had resolve that never would have gone, but we lost a resolve. Yeah. Uh, but that's patriotism. We're talking about people in eternity eliminating the apathy that is right. in their hearts towards Christianity because a, a lot of people have just been burned by people at church or they just don't even know. I mean, I, there's, a, there's a huge growing group of people today, Sean, that don't even know that Jesus exists. All right. You know, it's, there was a young lady named Abby that logged in uh, a couple days ago. It was an amazing chat. She met a, one of our coaches named Diana. And Abby said she was just coming out of a hospital for a suicide attempt, and she thinks her parents are tired of hearing her complain and trying to cope. And so she thought she'd reach out to somebody that was anonymous. And they, they continued the conversation, and Diana did a great job of just saying, oh, Abby, I'm so sorry. You know, the, the abuse that you experienced is so hard. I've never been on the edge of suicide, but I feel for you. She said, can I ask you a question? She said, sure. It's a spiritual question. Okay, who is Jesus to you? And she goes, I've never really thought about it. Of course, she knows the name. She grew up in the U.S., but she'd never thought about who Jesus was. Diana went through and just did a wonderful job of communicating the gospel, everything from, you know, hey, Jesus came to pay the price for your sin, and there was a price for your sin, and and all the way through, Abby is just going, ooh, wow, you're kidding. I mean, just you could tell she was, she was just engrossed, and uh, she got her to a place, Diana got her to a place where she said, are you ready to pray? Would you like to receive Christ? And she goes, I absolutely would. She said, I'm sitting here shaking. They prayed the prayer at the end, and it was so cool because at the end of it, Diana said, hey, I have some Bible studies I'm going to start sending you tomorrow. They're going to help you understand who Jesus is and get to know him. And uh, she said, I'll send them to you tomorrow. And Abby comes on, and she goes, no with like five or six O's, since it's all text. She just goes, no, with five or six O's. And Diana says, no, question mark. And she goes, I need them tonight. And Mm -hmm. so Diana says, okay, I'll send them right now. But I mean, it was all because of her crisis 
it, it opened her up. She didn't know where, you know, and, and that's scriptural. We may have talked about this before, but scripture says in Matthew 9, when Jesus looked at the crowds and they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd, he had compassion on them. And the very next thing he says is, man, the harvest is ripe. When, when people are confused and lost, when darkness reigns, people are very open to hearing about hope and Jesus and the light. And we have to leverage that because that's that's where revival is going to come from in our nation. And knowing how to leverage it, which is why I want to give away pocket testaments today, because, you know, each one of us needs to have tools. I mean, in the back of my car, I always have a copy of Halftime because people are always going, well, how do I connect my faith and my work? And, 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 and then I always have extra Bibles and I always have pocket testaments in case I get an opportunity just to have that conversation. Somebody that's at the end of the rope, because when people are at the end of their rope, we don't, we don't need to be theological experts. Ladies and gentlemen, that you're a Christ follower out there, you don't need to be a theological expert to tell somebody about Jesus. You just need to be able to tell them what's going on in your life. How did Jesus impact you? And say, hey, read about my Jesus. Here's, here's his story that was documented by one of his best friends. Yeah. Here's the book of John. Let me give it to you, which is why I want to give one to you, to listeners in the audience. If you don't have pocket testaments with you, you need to get them. I, I, we've got lots to give away today. 877-943-WORD or email me, jim at iworkforhim.com. And, and Jim, go before we go on, remember, though, that it's it's truth without love and compassion is very abrasive. Mm, it is. But truth when it's done compassion. That in my own and, life. And that's why Jesus cares works. We're saying Jesus cares for you. And and everybody longs to know that somebody cares for them, that somebody authentically is there for them. And so that's why it works. You know, a, a theological, uh, I, I, I'm going to twist somebody's brain up right now, but, you know, there's a theological truth that we t- sometimes ignore. And this is, I, I was just thinking about this when you were talking, this is for parents. If you have a teenager, you have a young adult, you have an adult child who you struggle with, and man, you wish that they would get in line. You wish that they'd come back to their faith. You wish that they'd make good decisions. Remember this scripture. It says in Romans chapter two, it says that it's it, it, that that um, that it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. Now, what that means for us as parents is this: we sometimes forget that we're supposed to be kind to our children. Because we think that our authority or our truth is enough to get them to behave. And it works for a while. But when, when our young people become teenagers and young adults, it's not our truth that's going to get them in line. But Scripture, it, it's counterintuitive for us. It's His kindness that leads us to repent. It's His kindness that makes us want to change our behavior. And and that's why, again, as part of, we're talking today, let me just t- stop for a second. We're talking with Sean Dunn from JesusCares.com. And listen, ladies and gentlemen, JesusCares.com is one of those organizations working behind the scenes to wake up people to the message that Jesus cares. Doing it through media, whether it's TV or radio or social media, they're reaching out to people across the country all the time, but specifically right now, Focus City, Spokane, Washington, and Tampa Bay, Florida. And Tampa Bay, Florida is not a city. It is an area, just in case anybody's wondering. It is what's amazing is that they're just grabbing people when they're at the end of the rope. Right. And but that's, again, as part of the I Work For Him Nation pledge, It's uh, the covenant is, hey, start praying for the people that you work with 
and then befriend those people. Serve them and befriend them. That's kindness because we'll never get an opportunity to share what Jesus has done in our lives if people think we're an arrogant religious idiot. Right. Uh, and I've been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I mean, the, the first 20 years of my workplace, I was the arrogant religious idiot who, who said, well, my work life doesn't have anything to do with my my church life. And so I was an arrogant religious idiot and I alienated people. And it's it, I've gone back and found as many people as I can to apologize and to let them know the truth. But it's so true. Truth without kindness, it, it's like bashing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a two by four. Hey, you need it's like those guys on the street corner yelling about, hey, you yeah. need Jesus and hitting people with a Bible. But again, I know we're talking about workplace, but I just really felt led of the Lord to remind us for some reason, there are people who are very kind in the world who are very mean at home. So let's talk about, let's dig a little deeper in that. Talk talk about what you mean by that. Okay. So we have kids that irritate us. We have kids that make poor decisions. And sometimes we lose all patience. Are you talking about your kids? Oh no, I'm talking about yours. My kids are good. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have kids still at home? I I do. I do. How old are your kids at home? Uh, I I have uh, 16, 15, 14, 13. Oh yeah. You got them stacked in there. And so some of them, you're having a conflict with one of them at just about any point in time in the world. You know what? It's, it's, it's really okay. I mean, God has blessed me with great kids, but we all know that there are people who, for some reason, we forget that we're supposed to have patience with our, with our young adults, but it's his kindness that leads us to repentance and truth without kindness will push kids away. Kindness first offered with truth will draw them in. So, I mean, there's somebody listening. I'm totally convinced right now that somebody is listening right now and you've been struggling with your kid and you're hoping that they change their attitude. I don't want to offend anybody, but maybe you as the parent need to be the one to consider. Maybe your attitude is the one that needs to shift first. Yeah. And that, wow, that's good word. Because as, as parents, we're there to set the example. And I know many times I screwed up at home Lost my temper, lost my cool because my I just got tired of dealing with the the nonsense, and, and and again, our kids are just trying to figure out their way in the world. They're trying to figure out, okay, is is my parents' faith really what I want for my faith? Is is my dad telling me the truth, or is my dad full of garbage? Is he just telling me what he wants me to hear? And so there were many times where I think where they got the kindness part was when I came in and just asked for forgiveness because I screwed up, because I knew that that was a powerful tool. Right. I knew that me just being repentant was going to speak to them. It'd be better if I just would be loving, kind, and patient with them when they're really struggling and asking tough questions. <laughs> but in those days when I couldn't, I just had to ask right. for forgiveness. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's, and you're right. It is when it, I don't know how we got talking about kids. I guess it was. Well, me. we talk about the kindness in the home right. and how kindness is an opportunity. Well, we, you know, we, you're living with teenagers now. I've been right. through it. I mean, it, those are tough years to, sometimes those are tough yeah. days to be kind. Right. Right. And so you're running into kids who aren't living in kind homes and they need to know that Jesus cares. And, and a lot of times it starts with a lot of people don't believe Jesus cares because the Christian parent didn't seem to exhibit that real well. So, or the parent op- who calls themselves a Christian. Opportunity for us to really represent uh, the testimony of Christ and to model what he did. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it's a great reminder for all of us to, uh, that our kids are not second-class citizens. They're, they're the people we've been given the responsibility to really nurture. How do people sign up to be volunteers to chat? You know, if you go to uh, JesusCares.com and there's a pull-down tab that says get involved, one of them is uh, become a coach. You can explore that, watch a video, see what it's all about, uh, and, and see, see how God can use you in that way. So the pull-down tab, get involved. They can get involved as a volunteer. They can also get involved and give money, right? Yes. This is a movement. 
where they're bringing the message that Jesus cares when you're hurting to the to the places, the dark corners of our society where people are listening and they're listening for an answer. Sean, you're not supposed to be jumping on the table when we're talking on there. You're supposed to be, you know, let, let's go. Uh, he, he's throwing his computer around. I know apples are frustrating, but don't do that. All right. So, Sean, I'm just giving you a hard time. Talk to me about Tampa Bay. People, you need, you started this campaign the 2nd of January. Hundred Over 100 people have come to Christ already. You need volunteers to be trained. Not just for Tampa Bay, but in all over the world. Right. Okay, so how do people find out how to be, be get, become a trained volunteer? If, if you go to JesusCares.com, as we said in the last, last section, and uh, just pull the drop, the drop down, you can uh, see how you can become a coach. And it's basically the typical coach gives us two hours a week, and I'm telling you, God uses you. It's an amazing thing to watch God take your words that sometimes you didn't even know were built up inside of you. We'll train you, we'll equip you, we'll give you every tool you need. But what we need is we need your help. I mean, we have tripled in the last year and our traffic is going off. You know, it's just increasing tremendously. We have to add hundreds of coaches this year. All right, so you need coaches, so people that are willing to go through the training, do volunteer, and be available to sit at their computer. How many hours do you require? Two to four hours a week is what typical Two to four hours a week. Okay. On your schedule. And this is a phenomenal opportunity for people who are looking for phase two, I retire for him listeners. I mean, right. so, you know, people that have, I've got lots of people like, what do I do? I'm retired. I need purpose. I, I, I need to be used. This is a phenomenal yeah. thing. You've got, you got yeah. a, a shut in, right? Talk about her shut in uh, 60 some years old, takes care of uh, her elderly mother and her husband who has Parkinson's she lives in California. Uh, she, uh, she's leading probably six people to Christ a week. Uh, online, she just—it's her expression. It's how she expresses her faith. Have a guy in in, uh, in Mexico who sits in a parking garage and works for the parking garage. Actually, owns it, but he serves us. He he led over eighty people to Christ in July alone. That's <laughs> just a, that's a staggering number. That's phenomenal. What an opportunity to get involved. But this also takes money. You're buying radio spots, and we know about radio spots. And, and but it's not too bad to advertise. And I work for him. But you have radio spots because you're going on big. You're going on R and B right. stations. You're going mm-hmm. on country music big yep. stations top 10 stations top in every 10 market. stations in every market also on some big time cable channel stations i mean how much money do you need for the average campaign in an area well it, it depends on the size of the market so well, this is a big market right. in tampa Tamp- Bay. tampa's two hundred fifty-three thousand for a fully funded three-month campaign 13 week going after it two million media impressions uh, a week two million two million media impressions a week right so two million times in every week somebody is seeing or hearing of the commercial all right so quarter of a million dollars you need small yeah. number as as we prayed about that's like sneeze money for god but he's depending on us to be faithful with what we've got how much right. money have you gotten so like, far we've raised just about eighty five thousand with a couple other commitments let me let me just kind of break down the numbers okay basically for every nine dollars 75 cents so for every ten dollars if somebody's listening and they think i can't write a huge check ten dollars puts us gives us a one-on-one conversation with somebody who's struggling a one-on-one conversation not hey listen this will know how you respond but abby for ten dollars you can reach abby for a hundred dollars you can reach ten abby's for a thousand dollars you can reach a hundred people People just like Abby, you can put them in touch with somebody who will talk to them about their faith, talk to them about their crisis, talk to them about what what's going on in their life. And uh, I mean, it's it's really a remarkable way an investment. And you and, and for every conversation, how many people come to Christ? For every one out of fourteen comes to Christ. No, for every fourteen, okay. But we don't know those. You know, so one person comes to Christ right away, but those other thirteen, 
you know that that word that has been spoken, that truth that's been spoken to them, will pay back over time. The Lord, that, that never goes away. Right. Well, let's remember, too, that of those other 13, we might be talking to your kids. We might be talking to your child who is saved, grew up in the church, doesn't need to come to faith, but is struggling with a temptation, is struggling with pornography, is struggling with a suicidal thought. They don't feel like they can go to anybody that they know, but they can log in. So, I mean, the only conversations that we have, it's not just the salvation conversations that are meaningful. Every conversation is somebody who desperately needs a friend, somebody to connect with, and you can help make that happen. JesusCares.com. Get involved, you said was the tab? Get involved. And they pull it down. They can volunteer. They can sign up to be trained as a volunteer. They can sign up to give money. And they can get involved in a movement that is reaching people for Christ right now. While we're talking, there are people chatting with people that are asking questions on JesusCares.com. Right. Please be praying. Uh, Remember, we're averaging 37 a day coming to Christ every day, not just an event, but 37 people every day are giving their life to Christ, and that number is going to continue to grow. Sean Dunn, JesusCares.com. Thanks for being on I Work For Him today. Really appreciate it. All right, check them out online, JesusCares.com. Please get involved, JesusCares.com. Get involved as a volunteer. Get trained. Get involved. Donate 10 bucks. Donate 100 bucks. Get involved. People in your town are getting reached for Christ. They're having conversations to find out how Jesus cares for them. JesusCares.com. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace, it's my mission field. But ultimately, I work for him.